mercy and peace be and abide with each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, the one in whom we believe, the one on whom we place our faith, our hope, our lives, and our salvation. Amen. You know, as uh, Lutheran Christians, our focus is very often that on the grace of God. Uh, that's why if uh, someone were to ask you, saying, okay, well, if you're a, a Lutheran, what would you say is the theme verse that, you know, seems to summarize our faith? And probably for many of us, we would think of uh, Paul's writing, the Lord speaking through him, in Ephesians chapter 2, where he says, for it is by grace you have been saved. This is not of yourselves. It is the very gift of God, the gift of God. Did you hear it? It's all about what God has done. It's all about what God continues to do. Even our gospel today affirms this when it says, Do not be afraid, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Grace, a gift given to us by God the Father himself. And yet I wonder if you uh, sometimes observe this a little bit yourself, whether self-evaluation or looking across uh, the Christian uh, realm today, but I seem to believe that somehow we seem to sometimes take this too far. Now, don't get me wrong. You let, let me finish. I just think at times we cling to the idea of grace and we end up failing to acknowledge our response and the action that we are called to as believers. In a sense, we sit back and, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm saved. But without acknowledging the transformational effect that the gospel of Jesus Christ is meant to have in our lives. Without that renewing of the mind and the spirit that is meant to be happening as we are continually being molded and shaped further into the people of God who are more like Jesus every day. Who just kind of chalk it up and saying, yeah, I'm forgiven. And we go about our own lives often to the extent of we do it separate from being connected to and living for Jesus. So today's reading from Hebrews is centered on faith, saying, faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Now, for us sinful humans and living in our scientific world where we want evidence, we want to somehow be able to rely upon our intellect, our reason, this is not easy. But in a sense, what this is calling us to acknowledge is, well, we may not understand what you know, God is saying, what God is doing, how he is working. And I thought about even moving the placement, even though it's, you know, right after the gospel that we read the creed, but I would have liked to have said to you, if I had remembered, <laughs> before we read this, 
how many things in here did you read that made you say something like, really? Or how could that be? I mean, creator of heaven and earth out of nothing. The writer to the Hebrews talks about that. You know, Jesus, begotten of God the Father, born of a, a virgin. I mean, we're just getting started. You know, that he was able to, you know, be crucified and suffer and then be raised and then ascend into heaven. And then he's going to come again. For the Spirit is the one who calls us and enables us to have faith, the giver of life. Baptism? I acknowledge baptism for the remission of sins. Many of our Christian brothers and sisters in the world, they don't believe these things. So as you see, there are quite a few things that to our tainted, sin-tainted human minds, these are not easy things for us to accept. And so it raises up questions and how are certain things possible and, you know, where's the evidence to support what we have learned? But... These words from the Lord today are calling us to get up, get going, get to work, and put our faith into action. Consider again a summary of this reading from Hebrews. By faith, Abel brought his offering of first fruit from the harvest by Faith, trusting that God would meet his needs. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, by faith, Abel was like, man, this is great. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to take it easy. This is all mine. No, he took the very first of the harvest. The most precious of the harvest. And he gave it, he brought it to the Lord. By faith, Abram left his country and his people when called by the Lord. By faith, Abraham made his home in that promised land as a foreigner. By faith, Sarah, who was beyond childbearing age, conceived and gave birth. By faith, Moses' parents hid him. By faith, Moses refused to be known as Pharaoh's son. By faith, Moses left Egypt and led the people out of bondage. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea. This chapter is filled with all these powerful testimonies of people's action as they respond in faith to who God is and what He has done and will do. And so do you get what this text is saying? By faith, in faith, these people of God took action. They didn't sit back and wait. They trusted the Lord, but they responded to what God was doing, and yes, they took action. And by the way, a little uh, subtle um, word of encouragement and reminder here. You know, we as Christians, uh, from a Lutheran perspective, do not, you know, sometimes give the amount of attention, I think, that we should to the saints. We certainly don't pray to them, we don't worship them, but they are of great value. 
Even here, this list of people, saints of God, that God has worked through, those whom he redeemed, but those he has worked to, they are given to us to teach us, encourage us, model for us what it means to truly have and live by faith. See, you, don't, you and I don't have to figure it out all on our own, what faith looks like and how it's manifested in our lives we're given those around us, those who have gone before. These saints, they not only trusted the Lord for their needs in this life, but they were trusting him for the Messiah and the life and the promised land to come. And I think I should say this, um, and please notice what I'm not saying. Because sometimes people, you know, for whatever reason... You know, we kind of latch on to one thing, but I, I want to say this, but I want you to understand what I'm not saying. We are not saved by what we do. You know, Abraham, you know, some would, you know, somehow equate, and it was uh, uh, an, an issue where they looked at Abraham, who, you know, God called, and he left, you know, his herds, and he left his family, and he left his country. Some perceive that as, you know, because of his faithfulness. Because of that, God saved him. Wrong. Paul writes about uh, how uh, Abram was saved because he believed. And it was counted to him as righteousness. He believed in the promise of the one who would come to be his Messiah, his Savior, our Savior. It is by faith alone, my friends, through grace alone in Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection that we are freed from our bondage, that we are forgiven and we have eternal life. We are called, therefore, to live out our faith. Not to keep it to ourselves, not just to ponder it and, and, and celebrate it in our hearts and our own minds. And yes, I know faith is a, a personal thing, and, and sometimes I, I kind of explored this a little bit, at least as much as my dad would allow me to, but faith was something you kind of kept close to the chest. You know, it wasn't something you would go around and, you know, carry on your sleeve or even very openly share that's not how it's meant to be. Yes, it's personal. Only what you believe will save you. Only what I believe will save me. But it's not meant to be kept to ourselves. Faith is meant to be shared and evident. And so faith calls us, as uh, I believe this text is in a sense reminding us, to obey God. We are to trust Him to be who He is. To do what he says he will do. We are to honor him by doing what he says. Not because it will earn us his love. But in response to his love. For as Paul says in his writings to the church of Corinth. Christ's love compels us. I can't keep it in. I can't keep quiet about it. I can't just hold it to myself. It compels us to share it, 
and to be obedient in honor and thanks to Him. Next, faith also calls us to boldly live as His witnesses. Let's be honest. If we're not sharing what we've experienced, if we're not sharing what we believe, what does that say? You have to answer that question. But does it possibly say something about, well, you don't believe, or, you know, you have doubt, or, you know, um, trust the Lord. Out of love for our God and others, our faith, my friends, results in action and witness. 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 says this, Let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. In short, we not only express our faith by what we say, but also by what we do. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in how uh, we interact with those with whom we work or we recreate with or we socialize with. It shows up in how we use the resources we have been given. It shows up in whether we trust more in Him or the things of this world. Hence why this is connected to our reading from Luke about do not worry, you know, about what you will wear and what you will eat. Today we are going to be celebrating uh, with uh, the youth who went to the National Youth Gathering in the late service, uh, and, and they're just going to give a few brief words of thanks and maybe uh, what they benefited from the National Youth Gathering in Minneapolis earlier in July. But I got to tell you something. The four uh, youth and then Elizabeth uh, who went with them I got to tell you, before they went to that gathering, they were already mighty and bold believers in Christ. They get it. I've, I've watched them and listened to the stories, and I've seen it in the evidence. They have been bold in their schools and in their relationships in what they've done. They've done things in action to give witness to their faith. It's more than what they hold here. It's more than just what they do when they come and they worship or they go to youth group. It shows up in the halls of their schools. It shows up in their interaction with their friends. It shows up in what they choose not to do and what to do. You know, to a very great extent, the youth ministry that we have is here because of them. Every single one of the youth have invited multiple people who they've brought to our youth ministries here. Caitlin, who won't be with us this morning because she's home with a fever, uh, to some extent, it really kind of began with her. Because of her, uh, Jordan and Bailey Huddle came here and were baptized. Because of her, Fall and Olivia Kuhn, who went on the National Gathering, have been part of this youth ministry for the last five years. Each and every one of those who went have been a witness and have brought others here. Their faith is not what they hold to themselves. Their faith is lived out in action. And this church, 
Many of you have been here for a long time. Some of you are newer, but this is a church that gets our faith isn't just what we come to do and we share together in our worship time and, and just when we are together as a congregation or a church. No, it shows up in what we do as a whole beyond our own confines. It shows up in our serving in the public schools as we have for the last two years working in Wildwood Elementary with the Accelerated Reader Program. It shows up this past week as we delivered 600 shirts to new shirts to four schools in the area. Why? To just subtly say you are clothed in Christ's love. We'll let God use it as he chooses to use it. It shows up as we help families in need and in crisis. It shows up uh, as we are meeting needs for both today, tangible earthly needs, as well as for eternity. Our faith in action shows up with our family faith fun nights or the vacation Bible school in the park that we've done in the years past. It shows up with events like women's retreats, Advent by candlelight, concerts, it shows up with mission trips where we have gone and, and not only in our direct outreach events where we are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love, but when we are helping people in need, when we are building homes, when we helped to build the orphanage in Honduras, when we have come along the children in the school and the orphanage in India, whether we are feeding the children and putting together you know, uh, a reservoir so there's water so the children can drink and eat and go to school in Haiti. And it shows up in our early learning center ministry. Today, the teachers and staff from the school will be with us to again be installed for their roles within the school. That early learning center ministry, as you well know, is not about us serving our own. It's about serving the Lord and this community that is his. And every day we get to be Jesus in the flesh to those children and those families. And every day those children get Jesus poured into them. It shows up in our small group ministry. It shows up in our youth ministry. I wonder... Wonder with excitement what else God is putting on our hearts next. My friends, God is not done with any of us yet. So how will your life in the coming year complete this phrase? By faith. What will God be doing through you in action? By faith, James. By faith, Bill. By faith, Steve. By faith, Julie. By faith. What is God going to be doing and what message will be proclaimed to those who are around you through your lives? You see, faith is a trust that does not latch onto things that we can see, material things, idols or otherwise, but rather onto that which is not seen, God's word, God's promises. Faith grabs hold of that word of God and holds onto it. And so my prayer for each and every one of us is that we would grasp hold of the Lord, we would continue to experience His love, and we would put that 
faith that we have into action. Amen. Now may the